welcome to the Good Fail podcast, a guide from creatives on not giving up. I'm Merle, illustrator and founder of card and stationery company Merle Made Tales. And I'm Abra, writer, actor and hand letterer. We're bringing you a different perspective on what it looks like to succeed in the creative business and life in general as we navigate our own lives as creators and the struggle to keep going in the face of apparent failure. Every episode, we'll be delving deeper into our darkest fears surrounding failure and learning that we can not only survive failure, but succeed at it as well. So come join us doing the good fail. Hey, welcome to the next episode of The Good Fail. Today, we want to talk about whether an important part of feeling better about failure is finding your tribe, people who can truly identify with your struggles and offer valuable insights. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But first, let's begin by saying how we've been failing this week. Yeah, right. Well, I think today we want to combine forces and bring you a little story. Yeah, settle down, children. <laughs> settle down. About something, uh, an event, an experience that happened to us over the last week, which we feel like, depending on how you look at it, could be seen as a failure or could be seen as a success. Yeah. We think it offers valuable life lessons. <laughs> it does. <laughs> so first of all, let's give a quick shout out to the starring roles of the story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Dave and Deanna were our wonderful hosts um, in Plymouth, and you did a good job, guys. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so we were staying with our lovely friends, and we had planned on a trip to the National Trust property Cotille. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Mm-hmm. Just over the border in Cornwall. And we ended up having to power walk halfway across Plymouth City Centre mm-hmm. to try and make our train on time. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we ended up missing the train by like a couple of seconds, like literally as we were running onto the platform. The conductor was like, no, guys, you can't get on the train. <laughs> yeah. And the reason that weirdly that we missed it at the last second was because the ticket machine had a problem. We couldn't get our tickets to print out. Yes, I think we would have just, we would have had a triumphant leap onto the train (laughs) if the ticket machine hadn't messed up. Collapsing onto the seats, like sweating and panting and being like, yeah, we made it. (laughs) Instead, we collapsed onto the platform. In utter despair. In utter despair. Yeah. (laughs) But all was not lost. Mm -mm. Dashed hopes turned into raised hopes. Yeah. As some lovely train person someone who worked at the station at the station offered to uh get us a taxi to take us to calstock station which is where we needed to go yes because there wasn't another train to where we wanted to go for another two hours or something yeah exactly we wouldn't have got in until three o'clock in the afternoon the national trust probably closed at four yeah um so we were raring to go, we got into the taxi. It did take us longer than if we were on the train. So we still ended up getting to Calstock, I don't know, about 2.30? Yeah. So, you know, still not all that much time Yeah. to get up to the place. We then had a mile and a half walk to get to Cotille. Yeah. Um, which 
was not just a mile and a half walk. Mm-mm. It was a mile and a half walk up a very steep hill. <laughs> yeah. Well, not all of it was a steep hill, no, but there was quite a lot of it. There was a large section, which is a very steep hill. And because we knew we didn't have a lot of time, we were trying to walk quite fast up the hill. After our kind of half an hour power walk, yeah, in Plymouth, which, well, certainly for Abra and I, if you know us, was. Quite a lot of exercise for one <laughs> yeah. day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for one week. For one week, yeah. Um, so we got to Cotille with an hour yeah. to look around. To look around. Only to find um, that it was winter opening and they had shut off most of the house apart from two rooms. <laughs> two rooms. <laughs> Which I guess with only an hour to look around was maybe a good thing. <laughs> For us, um, but there was also some lovely, beautiful, beautiful gardens which yeah. we had to very quickly kind of dash around. If you think about skim reading, it was like skim skim walking, yeah, <laughs> skim just viewing, kind of, <laughs> just kind of getting a, a general sense of the place. Yeah, um, and then we, well, then we had to get back for our train, and not wanting to be in the same situation as we had been before, where we were power walking to get there on time. We, we left, maybe left a, a maybe a little bit earlier than we needed yeah. to. <laughs> Got to the station with forty minutes to wait, and let's just paint a picture for you of Calstock Station. Mm-hmm. It's not some nice, warm, plush area like I don't know Santa Victoria or somewhere. Yeah, it is in the middle of nowhere in this tight, well, this tiny little village. It's got one platform. It had shelter for two people. (laughs) And it was dark, cold and raining. Yeah. So, there we go. Yeah. This could be seen as quite a disaster of a day. Yes. But there were some lovely things too. But actually, it really did... Well, actually, I came away feeling like we'd had a lovely day. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. We both felt like we all I think we all felt like it was such a fun day. It was good weather, it was cold, but it was crisp and bright. And the mile and a half walk up to Cotil was so lovely. Like some of it was along the river the Tamar, the Tamar river. river. And then going up this very steep hill was actually in this woodland. And the trees were all golden from the the autumn leaves and the leaves also along the ground. It just had this like lovely golden brownie. Well, also it light. was kind of because it was later on in the afternoon, kind of mid-afternoon, the light, we had the winter light very low. Um, so that was coming across beautiful golden light. Basically. Yeah, shining through the trees. Um, shining through the trees. And also walking through Calstock was such a cute little village. Along the along the Tamar River, you have these really lovely houses. And there were obviously a lot of artists who lived in the area. And they just had little... There were quite a couple of houses we came across just had a little shelf outside their, their house or on their garden wall with ceramic offerings yeah Um, i got like a tiny little um vase for five pounds and then further along there was a uh, a house offering like little bunches of flowers for a pound yeah just like clearly just come from their garden yeah just with a little honesty box yeah or well 
the ceramic guide was just like, just put the money through the letterbox on a little sign. Um, so it was so cute and just so magical. And the garden at Cotille, yes, we didn't have a long time to look around here, but it was so beautiful. Yeah. And again, the low light made it, I know it felt like we were in a kind of fairy world or something. Yeah, the house was kind of this old rambly house. So going around, looking at it from the outside, you could just imagine it being like a fairy tale castle. Yeah. There was a resident cat who followed us around for a little bit, mm -hmm. uh, kind of showed us where, where we were going. Yeah. Or maybe he was shooing us off his property. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it was like this way, this way to the yeah. entrance, guys. <laughs> um, and I think really what made it so wonderful as well was doing it with friends. That was the main difference. If if either of us had been on our own, or maybe even together, just together, <laughs> we we would have been Let's crying. Be honest. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, being with each other can sometimes feel like we're on our own. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we would have been crying at some points, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but because we were with friends, it just made the whole thing jolly. Exactly. And it's kind of the point of why we wanted to tell you this very long story. <laughs> it's a long story. <laughs> I hope you haven't been bored. Um, because from the outside, this definitely looks like an absolute failure of a day. Mm -hmm. So many of our expectations were dashed. Yes. Um, it certainly wasn't the day we were planning. No, but somehow the journey yeah. was doing it with friends, having a laugh instead of <laughs> bursting into tears when things went wrong. Mm -hmm. Just we had this positive perspective on things and it made it actually a really fun it day. It changed how the day could Yeah, gone. exactly. Just from our attitude towards it. Um, and I definitely think it was it was all down to doing it with people who could share what you were going through yes. which is exactly what this podcast episode is about exactly so maybe that's a good lead-in to our first question exactly i think you are right and our first question is really what do we mean by tribe well I think let's first of all say that this word is interchangeable with community. Yes. But we thought tribe was a cooler word. <laughs> oh, yeah, we thought about this. Yeah. <laughs> tribe, community, tribe, community. We've picked, we've landed on tribe because it's, it's like the happening word. It's the happening word, the go-to word at the moment. So, but when we say tribe, you can think community if you prefer. Yeah. Um, and initially, this question came up for us in relation to working freelance in a creative field yeah but actually for this episode we also want to open it up look at it in a wider context yes exactly so it doesn't just apply to yeah to our circumstances some of you lovely people listening may not be in the creative field you may be a doctor or a new mum or uh Something else. Something else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who have other things to worry about. Um, and we want to, to open this up to you as well. For sure. So your tribe is just a group of people who are going through a similar experience to you at the same time. Oh, okay. So um, are friends part of your tribe then? Um, 
I think tribe is different from friendship um, when it comes to the support that you get from them. Yeah, okay. So I think there is a slight difference. There is because friends may not be going through a similar experience to you, but they're just always there to offer support and encouragement. Yeah, no matter what, that they're there for you Yeah, as a kind of encourager and hugger and yeah um, listener shoulder to cry on exactly um whereas what we're talking about is tribe as a community of individuals like bonded over a specific interest or experience okay um i can actually offer an example of um of this um which is when i first set up my business mermaid tales um i set it up and i kind of thought oh i'm doing quite well um i've got i've got my family who i'm very close to i have great friends who i know i can turn to when i'm not feeling great or when i've had a a wonderful success and they'll they will celebrate or console um me in equal measures so I thought, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm all good. Um, but um, about maybe a year, a year and a half in, um, there was a networking event with the Prince's, or the Prince's Trust, um, my specific local area, organised a networking event. And so I went along and met a whole load of other people about my age, um, although I don't think that would have made a difference. No. Um, the age, um, who were all at a similar stage of setting up a small business. And at the time, I don't think any of my friends um, were setting up their own businesses or none of my close friends or family. And it was, I surprised myself how much I actually got out of talking to people who were doing exactly the same thing as me and just got it understood the like really specific things that happen or you go through running your own small business yes and obviously friends and family can empathize but there is a specific understanding that comes from someone talking to someone who is doing a very similar thing to you which you can't get from just a general encouragement or yeah, like a that kind of thing. Oh, things will get better. Yeah, <laughs> whatever you might be saying. Um, and so that's when I noticed that there was a difference, and I got a whole a whole lot out of talking to people who I wasn't particularly. I did make good friends, but who I wasn't particularly friends with, but were who who were going through a similar. Yeah, experience. exactly. There was something shared. Yeah. So you found that quite beneficial for you, but oh, is definitely. it important for everyone to find a tribe? Okay, well, I particularly had experience of this question coming up um, in relation to creatives and freelancers who end up working a lot on their own and and therefore can suffer from loneliness. I definitely noticed that when I've been at work for a couple of days and you've been on your on your own at home that you <laughs> I become I describe very... myself as a lost puppy. If I've had if I've had about I can't think now, maybe two to three days kind of working 
on my own for most of the day. Obviously, I see people in the evenings when when people get back from work. Um, but if I spent the majority of the day in the house on my own, come the weekend when there are people around, I do describe myself as a lost puppy because I'm kind of like looking, wandering around the house going, where are people? When are they going to get up? And my mum gets really annoyed. She thinks I'll like come into her room and go like, what are you doing? She's like, huh? Oh. <laughs> Like, I'm just trying to have some peaceful time on my own, Mel. <laughs> and then, can I get into bed with you? <laughs> can we share this piece of toast? Yeah. Where are you going? Can I come? <laughs> so, yeah. So that is kind of where this idea of tribe has taken root for you. Yeah, and I think it's probably an experience a lot of... Like I say, I'm coming at it from a point of creative and freelancer. Mm. Um where a lot of people come from where if you're especially particularly if you are working at home on your own it can become vital i would say to find find people yeah who you can who you can relate to relate to yes so when you say it like that it seems clear that finding <laughs> a tribe is extremely beneficial is like, why are you asking this question <laughs> yeah this is a silly question <laughs> move on <laughs> yeah um, however, as confirmed introverts ourselves, um, we can understand how daunting this might feel. Yes. In, in fact, we have definitely gone through, both of us, through that feeling of, yeah, I don't need to bother with this. Yeah, like I said. I'd much rather yeah. just be on my own. Mm-hmm. And when I say on my own, I mean with each other. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's um yeah like I said when I set up my business first of all I was like I've got this yeah right I can do this I'm on my own I don't need anyone else um we often feel like we don't need to rely on anyone else but ourselves yes or rather I would prefer if I could just rely on myself yeah yeah so I don't want to ask people for help or kind of reach out um but actually it can be important but very hard but really hard exactly so this is why we're bringing up this subject that it does seem like it is a very important thing in the good in doing the good fail yeah is to find people you can connect with so clear so obvious that it's beneficial yeah but it can be really hard yeah and from our experience it is hard yeah to and, reach out um Related to that, we wanted to bring up a magazine article that we read the other day, which is from a magazine, I believe it's now called O Magazine, although it was formerly called O Comely Magazine. Um, and this was actually the first time we picked it up, although I've been following them on Instagram for a while. Um, and actually we got a lot out of reading it and it was a really lovely magazine it was lovely it was well put out um well set out had a nice range of articles one that we think we believe is particularly pertinent to what we're talking about is um about friendship and loneliness and this quote particularly struck us which i'm just going to read out now When you feel isolated, you lose confidence in your ability to make friends and so turn down invitations and avoid opportunities to meet new people. All things that would naturally make you feel better and disprove your anxieties. 
Great quote. Great quote, and it's certainly true in our experience. It's really true. It can be so hard, like we said, to reach out to people. Um, but what I liked about um, what this article was pointing out was that um, sometimes actually your natural inclination and the thing that you think is going to make you feel better is staying on your own because it's so scary to reach out. Yeah. And so it becomes like this kind of cycle where you feel you don't want to reach out, so you don't reach out, which makes you feel worse. So then you kind of hide into your shell a bit more, so then you don't reach out, so then you feel a bit worse. Yeah, exactly. And it can be like a downward spiral. Yeah. But we actually really need that in-person contact with those facing the same struggles as us or, you know, going through the same same thing passing the test together or whatever it may be and we can feel better about our failures when someone else is suffering the same failings i mean <laughs> yeah if yeah. you know it's not it's not even a morbid thing it's not like haha yeah you're, you're failing in the same i'm way down and you're down yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it it's just i think actually it can make you feel better because you're like oh actually other people are feeling the same as me i'm not alone it's that feeling of isolation which is broken if you have somebody else who you know is going through the same thing as you yeah um and then that can help to build you back up and so i think in this context um friendship through social media can be a little bit damaging because what you really need is to be able to talk to people face to face and know what they're going through understand the little things that are going wrong or you know the context when things are going right and on social media you don't just don't get that and I think not even in social media just social media it's like if there's a whole group of people who are kind of just out of your reach like socially and you see them doing really well you can feel like oh everything's going right for them um so it really is about that that personal contact, that I face-to-face contact, having which is contact, so important. Yeah, having human contact is really important. Um, it's not to say that social media friends on social media or kind of virtual friends aren't valid. They completely are. But, um, well, just from our experience, the human contact from meeting face-to-face is what's really important. But... The longer we go without human contact, perversely, the less we feel like making the effort. Yes, exactly. So then it can be easier to reach out to people on social media, but actually... Yeah, that can be more damaging. It's a whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's a whole thing. We're not going to... We could go on about this. <laughs> We're not going to. So yes, tribe is important. But does tribe mean a large group of people? No good (laughs) (laughs) i think when we think about tribe or even the word community we think of a really large group of people which can be really intimidating so if you feel if you do feel really lonely and just like a single little you reaching out to a large group of people who you feel like already have connections and already know each other or um have a language between themselves it can be really intimidating to reach out Mm -hmm. to a whole group of people. So it's reassuring to know (laughs) 
that it doesn't need it doesn't need to mean huge yeah it can be one person yeah tribal community can be one or two people who you can just have a really good moan with who just get it yeah exactly so you don't have to yeah reach out to massive group you can just reach out to one person who you think you might like to be friends with yeah exactly and who can really understand you so you've got to this point you are ready to find your tribe Mm -hmm. how do you go about finding your tribe okay good question (laughs) oh yeah i'm just full of those (laughs) um Let's just bring in another quote from the same article we were quoting from earlier, from O Magazine, um, which I think is a good one for now, which is, meeting people will involve taking a punt and putting yourself out there. Pretty scary when you're feeling down in the dumps, but there are things you can do to make it easier. Right. Yeah, we want to emphasise that putting yourself out there and trying to meet new people may not feel like the most natural thing in the world to do and you may not feel like you want to do it and this isn't meant to be a way of um, when you're down making you feel that finding your tribe is yet another way that you've failed But if you are feeling isolated and down with yourself or your situation, then it's worth considering that the thing that you're most frightened about doing may be the thing that makes you feel better. Yes, where you can find the most rewards. And we're no experts in this field. We know finding your place can be hard. Here are a few suggestions. Yes. (laughs) these are things that have worked for us yes exactly in taking a punt yes and making the first step um so let me just say this suggestion again it's coming from my experience if you sell products markets can be a really good place to meet people in the same boat as you i've had suggestions that markets are a really good place to meet your customers and come face to face with them and learn who they are and gather gather intel about <laughs> what they like and how their they their spending habits what their spending habits are like yeah that kind of thing actually for me um how markets have been beneficial for me is actually more to do with meeting the other stallholders mm, who are all yeah. doing the same thing as you. They've all got products which they're trying to sell. You know, especially when you're at a cold market where on there aren't <laughs> on a winter's day where there aren't a lot of customers, um, you do actually end up making some quite good friends because you just kind of can have a really good moan Definitely about <laughs> that camaraderie. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. it's there. Um, so, you, yeah, exactly. Camaraderie is a good word. You have a really good sense of camaraderie among people who are doing the same things as you. Yeah. Um, so you can make really good contacts that way if, if, you're selling, if you're selling products. Yeah, alternatively, 
taking a class might be a good way of meeting people who are doing the same thing as you. Certainly as an actor and a struggling one, (laughs) particularly, uh, I find it amazing going to workshops and classes. You're developing your craft and you're meeting people who are also trying to develop their craft and trying to develop their career. Yeah, win-win. Yeah, exactly. So classes are definitely a good one. Obviously, it doesn't have to just be acting. It can be anything. Yeah. Uh, The next one, social media. Yeah. Obviously, it comes with a bit of a caveat. Yeah, we've discussed the damages, how damaging it can be. The downside of social media is real. Yeah. But... I have found really lovely communities on social media as well um, where you can ask for advice and be quite honest and open. Yeah, definitely as a hand letterer on Instagram, there's a massive community of hand letterers out there and great uh, Instagram accounts that run challenges that you can take part in and there's a lot of encouragement and yeah, sisterhood and... All sorts. And also, actually, this is where Facebook comes into its own. There are some really great groups on Facebook. You have to do your research because obviously different groups are going to be relevant for different people. Yeah. Um, But there are great Facebook groups out there where you can kind of get into more in-depth discussions with people. Yeah. And as if O Magazine wasn't amazing enough, we do have another suggestion which comes from this same magazine by someone I say someone maybe we didn't look up what she did (laughs) but her name is Daisy Buchanan and she says in the same article that one of the best things you can do is give yourself a big dollop of love that's right I really liked her suggestion that when you're feeling lonely or isolated finding a way to love yourself and be able to live with yourself on your own is an important first step to then being able to go out there and talk to new people which is so true because if you're confident in yourself or have a certain sense of self-assurance then it's easier to make the first step to um, contacting other people exactly I think that's so true and maybe is the most important one Mm -hmm. yeah I think so in a way, so, before you do all the yeah. other steps. Thanks, Daisy. Thanks, Daisy. So, actually, rather earlier than we thought we would, we have come to our conclusion. This is crazy. <laughs> what? Um, I'm I'm sorry that it's been so short, guys. Or maybe you're actually silently relieved. <laughs> um, but, yes, we have to conclude that tribe is important but dot 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 work on knowing yourself enough that you can begin to understand how much the tribe you want to take on great conclusion (laughs) (laughs) yes we are concluding that yes you need a tribe well maybe it's different for other people but If you are feeling down, tribe can be important to help build you back up again. But first, 
Like we said in the last episode, if you have listened to it, if you haven't, maybe go back and have a listen. Yes. To our suggestions on knowing yourself. Yeah. Because knowing yourself is maybe the most important thing to do. Yes. So that you can understand do I want to meet a, meet a big group of people or do I just want to meet one person? What's going to be best for me? Yeah. How often do I want to see them? Yeah. What kind of quality of contact do I need with them to feel supported and brave and able to continue yeah. on this path? And then maybe the most important tribe is yourself. Is your own tribe. Love yourself. (laughs) We've come to our regular section, which is what's our recommendation for this week? Yeah. And maybe it's pretty obvious. (laughs) It (laughs) comes as no surprise. (laughs) Go go for it, Meryl. O Magazine. Yeah. (laughs) Go... We, well, we particularly got a lot out of this issue, which is, I'm trying to see, sorry, I'm grabbing the magazine now, if they have a, a number, a number. It's not immediately obvious to me, um, but it's their most recent issue and also includes the article which we've been quoting from. Yes, which is The Friend Effect by Joe Uzmar. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, go check it out. But I'm sure from the quality of this issue that all their issues are, mm. are good. Um, we recommend it. Plus, we bring you a second recommendation this week, which is... Um, an online site called Pix and Ink. Yes. And it's a new online space where you can browse and also buy independent magazines. I think this is a good recommendation and goes hand in hand with the O magazine because actually there has been a surge in new independent magazines which aren't solely reliant on putting you down. Yeah, you know... I used to go and visit Merle at university when she was in Plymouth quite often. Mm -hmm. And on the three and a half hour journey from Paddington, I'd want a magazine that I could just flick through, had small articles that I could read. Yeah. And I was always buying like Glamour or, you know, those... Cosmo. Cosmo, yeah. And I loved looking at all the dresses uh, and deciding what pair of shoes I would wear if I had like a million pounds. Mm Um, and they had some good articles and ostensibly they were trying to build up women's confidence and self-esteem. But actually, you know, I ended up, I came to the conclusion that I just, it was ending up feeling pretty down about myself, Mm -hmm. that I wasn't this amazing supermodel who could look good in anything she threw on. Effortlessly. Yeah, effortlessly glam. Um, And so actually when I came to these more mindful magazines I was just like blown away yeah and there are a whole load out there um and what pics and ink does is collate a huge amount of them yeah so I think you can 
you can actually buy the magazines from their site um, or you can just find ones that look good and then go and buy them directly from yeah find the one which suits you yeah so do it (laughs) do it peeps feel good about yourself yeah um (laughs) give yourself a treat because you deserve it if you are listening to this on our um our website you can find links to everything in our show notes and if you are listening to it elsewhere which i think a lot of you are listening to us from apple Podcasts or spotify mm-hmm. do check out our website because we do give links to all our recommendations that we mention yes. each week um and that's a great source to find out about new things yes on that note as we still have lots of time (laughs) (laughs) um we now understand better how um apps like apple Podcasts and spotify and all that jazz works having uploaded our first few episodes Mm. and so now we can say with certainty that (laughs) your um reviews and ratings really do help in um in other people finding our podcast yeah, in boosting our, our yeah, visibility because that boosts us up the the ratings or something um so if you have been listening to us and you do really enjoy the show or you don't but you just feel like being nice anyway uh-huh. <laughs> please give us a rating i think particularly apple podcast this applies to um but maybe on spotify as well and and your other your other, other apps, apps yeah. um a rating and a review would be really nice but otherwise just a rating you know we're not gonna hunt you down <laughs> <laughs> or are we <laughs> 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 um and so let's say what's up in our next episode what is up in our next episode is that we are going to be talking about how to avoid comparison. Ooh. So this definitely links on from what we were kind of talking about earlier with social media. It does. I think it's a biggie. This is a definite, definitely one of the big reasons I feel so awful about myself sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that is going to be our next episode. I think a lot of you will find something that resonates with you yes so until then bye be good and see you soon if you enjoyed listening to the good fail podcast then you can find us on these other platforms abra is on instagram at pretty messy official and you can find merle on instagram facebook and pinterest at Merle Made Tales and online at www.merlemadetales.com. Together, we can be found on Facebook at The Good Fail. And we're also on Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash The Good Fail. If The Good Fail speaks to your soul and you feel like you just get it, then why not consider joining our community over on Patreon, where you can get to know us more as creators and help us make more of these podcasts. Plus, find great extra content and possibly even get to listen to each new episode of The Good Fail a whole 48 hours before anyone else. 
join us again on The Good Fail and thanks for listening.